coffee looks weird. Well, it's, there's not much milk, is there? Mm. Not very nice. It's fine. Yeah. It's definitely decaf. Definitely decaf. Okay. I mean, you don't need full... It's not full bar. Yeah. Mine's full bar. Okay. We've started, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how do you start? I how think we should just start? no. You should just have a standard beginning. Don't have any of this waffling crap, and you just start. So I'm going to say it officially now. Okay. And it's going to go like this: This is the beginning of the podcast, and then that's it. And then you start talking. Are you ready? Yes. This is the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I love your mutley. Do you know it is dastardly and mutley? <laughs> this is the beginning of the podcast. Okay. We're maybe off. maybe we should speak more 1950s BBC. Clipped. Yes. Hello. This is the this is like the beginning of the crown. This is the beginning of the podcast. I'd like to thank Good every, morning. I'd like to thank everyone out there, the peasants in the land. It's Sunday morning. Sunday I morning. do hope that you have your brew and you have your Sunday morning papers. Yes. Yes. Papers. Listen to this before you go to church with the children. Can you stop doing that? Because I've got a lot of friends who do go to church. Okay. And it's very good of them well, to I, do I'm, it. I'm mocking the 1930s, not the <laughs> 2022s. Listen, it's the second episode, Gemma. It's the difficult second album. Well, it is. I mean, I was just relieved when you sent me the WhatsApp message saying you'd listen to the first episode and you are willing to continue. I agree to continue. That, that's a contractual it thing. Was, do you know what? Is it really bad? That I really laughed at me. Yeah. I mean, that is a... <laughs> it's a level of narcissism. I that's... am funny. <laughs> Did you say that as you were listening? <laughs> no. I am funny. This no, is me I'm no, listening to. I was just laughing. I was literally laughing with me. That's weird. Yeah. But it just shows you that I laugh at the same thing again because it's funny. If it's funny, it's funny, mate. If it's got repeat <laughs> value, even if it is your own voice on a perpetual loop, which is a level of arrogance what that muggy... only, only gangster rappers yeah. can appreciate. I mean, Kanye West doesn't even listen to his own speech. Mm. He listens to music. He wouldn't sit there listening to his own stuff going, I bet you're going to start talking about yourself in the third person. If you start saying to the kids, Gemma's had a good day today. <laughs> Imagine saying that. Gemma's had a good day today. Sorry, I've, drif- I've drifted off. I'm what? just I'm thinking about saying... <laughs> you can't focus. You see, I when it gonna... doesn't involve you, you're not listening. No, I was just going to say, what mug have you got today? I've got the Friends Central Perk mug. I've got the Hedgehog mug. It's very nice, that lovely uh, charcoal drawing of a hedgehog on a mug. Um, I heard uh, this morning, I was listening about... Um, I don't it's know. Quite, it, I just think it's quite ironic that they've done a two D hedgehog and most of them end up two D on the tarmac, which oh, seems cruel. Well, to I was sort listening. Of use that I was as an listening to Michaela, Michaela Strachan and Chris Packham this morning. Strachan and Packham. Yeah, Strachan and Packham. Somebody wrote, wrote in and said that they said, "Who? Why has nobody thought of a detective duo called Strachan and Packham?" Strachan, Rackham, and Packham. Yeah, he lures them in. He lures them in with a chaffinch. <laughs> She's in the behind with the cuffs, and he yeah. goes. Well, he's yeah. got a little bit of a speech. No, he goes, he goes. He'll say, "Strap him, strap him." Oh, that's something else. You pack him, pack him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. Um, no, because he, he could. He could love them. He could. Go, here's, here's little chappage. No, that's David Bellamy. Isn't it? <laughs> who's, who's? What does he do? He's got like. He's got quite. An, he's got an impediment, though, isn't he? I think so. It's a very distinctive voice. I think you have to have an impediment to work in wildlife. <laughs> You do, I think. Like, actually, didn't Steve Irwin have one? Yeah, Steve Irwin. No, had, he didn't. No, no. Oh, did he? Well, he used to. I mean, he used to torment animals sometimes. But I mean, the um, he lived here. He lived. That's not a speech. That's just Australian. He lived here. Was he did, from Australia? Or, or, no, was he from New Zealand? I think he was. Or uh, South Africa. It was Aussie. Aussie mate. All oh, right. Okay. I don't but know. yeah, I think you have to have a. So he'd lure him in with a chaffinch, and then sort of, and then when he when they were di- when they were sort of distracted, Strackham had come and yeah. Get him in the strap him, strackin. And he'd say, strap him, strackin. And then she'd throw him in the van and he'd say, pack him, pack him. And then they go, do, 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 with a little bird and the bird would fly off. Well, I was going to say, there I'll... you go. It's, it's almost, it's as good as written. 
<laughs> well, I was listening this morning. I don't. Know, is it? I don't know if it is spring watch yet. Is it or is it? Well, it's I know when we're going towards spring. Maybe it, it is winter watch, but they're doing two weeks of the winter watch again. Yeah. And I love stuff like that. And maybe it's my age, but I just love stuff about your garden and that and wildlife that you can see in your own garden. Just did an inter- <laughs> a bit of an internal gurgle. And um, yeah. they were talking about a hedgehog. That This is what's got me onto the hedgehog. Right. The, this is the link, the mug hedgehog. Okay. Very clever. And, and then somebody it's almost had, like you knew where this was yeah, going. Yeah, well, somebody had written in and said that they'd seen a hedgehog. Um, yeah. And really, they should be asleep at this time of year. So what's going on? <laughs> should I intervene? <laughs> and by intervene, I'm, you know, like, hello, little fella, you should be in bed by now. It's like a kid. Yeah, come on, off to bed. Is a cocoa, you know, encourage it. Yeah. And I was like, well, how can you intervene? In nature. Do you like just shove it in a hole? I mean, I don't get that. Read anyway, the story saying, and just yeah. t- t- tuck it in yeah. really tight around yeah, its spine. Exactly. So it can't move. Yeah. Little, little hands but it was the saying top of the duvet like that. that. Because of climate change and sometimes milder nights in the winter, what they do is they do move. So they'll move, come out, move. Right. But if they don't get enough food, the energy that they've expended by moving, Sometimes means they're not going to make it. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's awful. So, so really, you, we have got to get a hedgehog tucked up in a sleeping no, bag. No, climate change, mate, is gonna it's gonna screw them up. Well, I was. It's it's screwing up the schedules. It's a really bleak start to a show, Gemma. That Sorry. hedgehog climate change is going to finish. Also, off the get this. No, but why was he putting him to bed then? Why were they? Nobody's putting him to bed. He was just saying the the viewer, the listener who's written in, yeah. had said. I've seen a hedgehog on the move. Shouldn't it be in bed? Shouldn't it be in bed? Hibernating. That's the same thing they say about... That's the same thing about... How do they survive you know without they say, a drink? The same without thing, a brew? The same thing they say about kids. Saw some lads hanging outside of Tesco's who were barely 11. They should be in bed. Yeah. It's a bit of a weird thing to say about an That hedgehog should be in bed. Yeah. Have you got any other comments on any other nature? They should be in bed. Come yeah. on. Night, night, badger. Get yeah, into- yeah. Get in your bed. So what you're saying, it's, it's knackered their body clocks. Yeah, basically. I'll tell you what, the other thing that knackered my body clock. Have you finished on your hedgehog bit? Well, actually, I was going to tell you about a mole. <laughs> <laughs> Can we save the mole? Because it's gone very wildlife-based, this is. And that was so naughty in that. But the mole. I'm getting warm. I'm quite warm. I think it's just... It's that south-facing sun. It's the south-facing sun, mate. It's the climate. It's the climate. It's the hedgehogs are going wild. Yeah. Um, well, what a lovely hedgehog start, everyone. Um, I'm going to tell you about the mole quickly. No, because he's long into No. Come on, I've got stuff I want to say. Just quickly. Go on. The moles make tunnels. Yeah. Right, you know that. That's a basic <laughs> for the mole. Do you know why they make tunnels? Because uh, worms fall into the tunnel. Mm-hmm. The moles hear the mole drop, uh, yeah. the, the worm drop. They bite it. They, no, they scurry down the tunnels quickly with their big f- flippers. <laughs> flippers? Moles don't have flippers. Paws. Paws. What are them things? Paws. <laughs> These moles <laughs> with them. What are they? Paws? Claws? Claws? Then they're not flippers. <laughs> I mean, you're thinking of like a paw point well, or quite something. Big paddles, don't they? Like yeah, you know. Anyway, they scurry quickly. Do you know what? You should speak to Spring Watch. Uh, I honestly, Strack I think em, if there is a vacancy, Strackham, Packham, and, and Bennett. Oh, Strackham, Packham, and Bennett. Comes in. Yeah. I like its flippers. So anyway, the mole drops into the hole. Yeah. Drops into the no the mo- no the. The worm drops into the tunnel. Yeah, you know, it's it's they're relying on on worms falling into the falling tunnel. I think we've all got tunnels. that. <laughs> Jesus, Gemma. Then the mole, so the mole bites the worm, yeah. which which anesthetizes it, right? Sedates it, yeah, with this bite, yeah. And then the mole, the worms, like oh, and then they carry the they have a big pile of worms that are all sedated, like a fe- feast, and then they eat them. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Anyway, carry on. So you know what? you're on about like um, they're messing with their body clock. Do you know what's messing with my body clock? Anxiety. Oh. Anxi- I had an anxiety dream last night. You're having loads and, of And it them. stuck with me. Do you know what didn't help though? Is that I came down after taking Sophia to school Go and realised someone had left the gas burner on, which was you. That was me. Yeah. Now this is the thing that frights me. It's like living in Final Destination. Was the was it was it firing on. fire? Because I, I got I went. Over. Well, that's better than just gas pouring out. Oh yes, I mean I'd take burning down the house down to building up for an. Explosion. As long as there's nothing on it, it won't burn the house but down. But I walked past it and there was like a level of heat, and I thought yeah. someone's left that gas burner yeah, on. It's yeah. you. Do you know what? It, it, I think you're trying to sort of push me over the edge, yeah. really. Yet again, what I would say to that is, 
is that... <laughs> like a politician. Yeah, what I would say to that as a retort is that I'm the one who gets up very, very early with the children, makes all their packed lunches. Why was the gas burner on? Because I was heating up custard to put into a thermos flask for my daughter, that's... who is incredibly picky about what she wants to take to school. <laughs> I said, I, that's the other point I was going to go on to. Hot custard when you... in a thermos <laughs> flask. I then had to cut up banana to put in her bento box. And then at lunchtime, she will then use the warm custard to put onto the hot, onto the banana, you know to have bananas and custards. I mean, what the... I know. Well, Seriously, I had a Kit Kat and that was your lot. I mean, this is the thing. I, I realised that my, my parents would have laughed if I'd have said I want a thermos for hot custard. They were like, where, what do you think you're, which world do you think you're living well, in? Well, I'm the mug who's doing you know, it. I was the mug the other week who did three trips to the school in three consecutive days for forgotten PE kits. For what was the other one? Oh, that was hilarious. Then, when I spoke to the receptionist and she says, I've got a very upset Sophia here. Yeah. And I said, oh no, what's happened? Yeah, is she ill? Um, Has she fallen over? No, what was it? It's tomato pasta on the menu and she's not happy. Oh, so, <laughs> so I had to bake her a pat lunch and then yeah. deliver it to well, school. I, was like, I laughed. I was just like, oh God, Jean, I'm so sorry. And she was like, oh, we get it all the time. I'm running oh. around like a and, butler for them. Three yeah. days in a row for crap like that. can't have the lass unhappy though. And if the pasta's bad. Yeah, but then we're he eating custard in the morning. They're taking the piss. I reckon it'll be only a matter of time before one of them says, I want rotisserie chicken, no, you know, fresh. You know what they'll be doing? And I'll be in the playground no. turning it. like They'll be ordering just eating. There'll be loads of Deliveroo. kids at the gate. Yeah. yeah. I'm just waiting for me a yeah. Subway sandwich. It's coming at they, 10 you, you've hit the nail on the head there. They think I'm Deliveroo. Yeah. I'm not daddy. I'm Deliveroo. <laughs> Have we got a daddy your, app? Your daddy room. Have we got a daddy app? What is it? Imagine <laughs> that just scrolling down. What is it? Yeah. PE kit. PE kit. No, let's not take that. What is Daddy it? Daddy Roo and Mummy Roo. Hot custard. Hot custard. Oh, a yeah. fancy bit of hot custard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just order that. Yeah. We're not building resilience. It's our fault. No, they, they, we're building to... No, but they are very polite, but, you know, potentially we're making them monsters. Yeah. <laughs> this anxiety dream. Go on. I, I do, did you come and stay with me? Like they, for, what, like when you wake for up for three days, like, like three, three hours in the morning. Yeah. Sort of going, Ugh. you have to shake yeah, it Yeah, because what it is, and it's I've the had same, that before. It's the same format of the dream, right? It always is. Does like, it involve comedy? No, it's like, oh. uh, the, it's a flashback to like, I know the environment I'm in. I'm like, I'm at university again, right? So that's when you have bad anxiety. No, I think uni left me with PTSD. You've, do, not, you've not unraveled it. No, you? I think it genuinely left me traumatized. I think, I mean, I've. It left me traumatized. I never, I never been, obviously, I've never been to war, thank God, but I think that's as close as I've come. I think genuinely, well, I, have, I have cold look, sweats. It's not to make light of somebody going to war. But any kind of traumatic experience yeah. does leave its mark. Totally, and I and I and think you were. It, it's that. It's all. It's the same chemicals in your body. The same reactions. It's the same fight or flight. It's the same. Yeah. Your body goes into that kind of. Yeah, ready to spear something. Yeah, and I, but, but what? I, but it's always the same format. So I'm a, I'm in a building, a nondescript building. Mm. I can remember it vividly, and I didn't know where I was. Right, yeah. and then but then everyone's focused and walking around with right. a sense of purpose. Yeah, and, and I you haven't I got don't any. know. You don't know why. I, I, I don't know what's going on. And then yeah. everyone's going. Oh, I, this is the first lecture. Have you got your timetable? I ain't got my timetable. So table. you just feel like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Where do you, where do you get your timetable? Go to that office. Where's where? the office? They'll say building, and it's just nondescript. Yeah. And then I'm running around. Yeah. And then the worst thing is I like even the accommodation I'm in. Yeah. So this is genuinely the dream this morning. I I woke up, thought I was in like halls, and I woke up and it was in like a cafeteria like a restaurant thing and there was people having breakfast and there was all my belongings in one corner like so I was literally people were invading my space so I didn't Weird. even have a room and then Weird. I was like I was said like is my are my belongings going to be all right here and they were like, "Yeah, it's fine." There was all my stuff that I was so like, it was all weird. It was all weird and uncomfortable. I mean, this is proper Freudian. If you could analyze this, you'd probably have me. Sectioned. I'd have a field day. But then, uh, so then, I, and it's always the same thing. And then people were coming up to me as I was walking to the lectures. People were coming up to me and going, "Do you want to make some money?" And, and sh like saying, "Do you want to sell phones? Like sell like a, a job on the side?" I was like, "I can't have a job. I'm at university." That's your. That's your. Do you think that's tapping into your worrying always about money? Yeah, I think it's just literally all my worries converging to make one hell of a dream oh. and, it, and then i woke up palps and everything so horrible i think i do i think that university experience because people i haven't talked about it much but it was too intense my course wasn't it it was like well, very competitive i think it's a combination of the fact that you are who a, you are a perfectionist lunatic well no but the thing is perfectionism yeah we've, we've looked at stuff on this yeah and perfectionism is 
people, um, <clears throat> you know, when you used to write your CV and you were like, can you, um, something that you, um, a weakness. Yeah. I'm, I care too much. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a, a perfectionist. I'm a, that was the only That was word, like an you, inverted weakness because actually what you're saying is. I'm, I'm amazing. I'm amazing. Because <laughs> if you'd have said, if you'd have yeah. said something like, um, I genuinely have moments of incompetence yeah. Yeah. that yeah. are gone, we're not implying it. But so, if you said imperfectionism, they go, we can use that. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> you didn't want to actually say, well, actually I'm really messy. Sometimes I'm an absolute twat to work with. Imagine, oh. Sometimes yeah. I care just a bit too, too much. much. Perfectionism is really damaging yeah. it, well it's it's not no that's the wrong word it's it's detrimental it can be really detrimental to your how you function yeah and so yeah you've got an element of that you've got an element of i would say hyperactivity in, sen- in the sense that i wonder if you've got adhd i don't know actually no that's probably not right but you you cannot relax i don't think that's a, you, I don't you think can't that's, separate no that's not it's ADHD, not medical because it? i think that's i think what that is is habitual I think what it is, is like I, as a kid, I never really sort of switched off. Like if I was watching a film, mm. I'd have to be like Legoing or drawing. So I'd have to do a parallel activity. Okay. If I sat down and watched a film on the mm. sofa, mm. I'd mm. feel guilty about but that, downside. And also that perfectionism thing means obviously the downside to that is that you cannot, you don't want to fail. Yeah. Whereas I'm quite open to failure. I'm well, that's why you married me. <laughs> But, you know, it's like, it's that you can't fail, you can't, yeah. nothing can go wrong. So therefore you never take your foot off the gas. Yeah. And I think that combination with the fact that your course was highly competitive. Oh, yeah. Um, there were so many elements to your course as well. So obviously there's the artistic side. So it was draw, pro- product design. <coughs> product design, yeah. Industrial design. So like the, you're making products, can you're, I, can I you're just drawing, say, you're making actual products. Can I say that? So there's the, the visual aesthetic yeah, side. The tangible that you have to outcome. Make, yeah, that you have to make it look good. And then there's the science, the maths. I mean, the maths was really hard, wasn't it? You could have it? passed that course. You know more about it than I well, do. Well, the chemistry, yeah. you know, and so there was the marks, you know, you've got to get the top marks. And, yeah. and I think you just... I was just on my bed watching Friends and you'd be just like sweating your cobs off doing something I, like... I, I remember... I could hear your printer going... Because <laughs> <laughs> Gemma was below me. <laughs> and I was just like, Jesus. It was like you were living below the Hedron Collider. It really was. <laughs> What's he doing again? Yeah, He's printing it again. really interrupted Friends. No, no print... <laughs> No, but Gemma would nap like a cat. Aww. She'd come in at 1.30, have a nap on my bed. I quite liked you having a nap on my bed, though, because it was like having a cat. Yeah. It did feel like I had a pet yeah. in the nicest possible way. But you brought yeah. some... I thought, well, at least someone's relaxed. There's a parallel between design and comedy because I've almost picked the same emotions in a different field, which is no. competitive. Yeah. Everyone's having to create something. Yeah. You, you are... Only you can do it yeah. in terms of you are responsible for the outcome. Yeah. There's a physical outcome, which yeah. is a performance. Yeah. And, you know, you never feel like it's finished. So I've literally taken one set of problems from one industry and imported them into another, yeah. which yeah. is less stable. Yes. So it's a cracking move. I woke up with jaw ache because I've been grinding my teeth again. <laughs> Uh, so what I tend to do is all all day I build up the resentment and anger, yeah, yeah. and then at night I just grind it into my face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is my way. That's like my spa weekend. Loads in my of mouth. people grind their teeth, though. Yeah, but the, the worst thing, like someone said to me, "Oh, you've got a really good jawline." Yeah, someone it's said that's because you're working it it's out. Because I'm working. Night. I'm doing a full on gym session. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. All night. I, I'm going to put a camera, a, a little microphone near my. Well, and I bet it, I bet it's like. Here's like here's something ironic. Yeah. Loughborough University, where we went, is actually a hub for sleep study. Wow. And it makes me wonder, like, they say, don't they, that sleep is when your brain sorts everything out from yeah. that day. Well, it's sort of, that's when they say it, that it gets it, rid of your toxins, <laughs> doesn't it? I always remember that. Yeah. If, if you sleep for a certain hour, it processes your toxins. Yeah, it processes you the information you've taken in. It just hangs around. Yeah, it files it all away. Yeah. Short term, long term, all that. Yeah. REM movement yeah, and all that yeah. nonsense. And then you have that deep sleep and, yeah. then you, and then you come out of it. I have yeah. never had a good night's sleep though, so I wouldn't know the full benefits. I probably had one. It's hard, I think it was it? June I don't 2014. Know how you sometimes. The thing, that, what I would say though as well is that the, the grinding, mm. I just want to get back to this, that's why I've got a chin like desperate Grinding. Dan. Grinding. My, my, yeah. my teeth are doing like a, wind your body yeah. and grind, grind your, your teeth. teeth. <laughs> like a 
like Shaggy there. And no, 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 yeah. no, no, That's enough. That's enough. enough. No, I just yeah. quite addicted when you get going. Uh-huh. And um, then, it, so I've, I've got a bite shield. And when I went to the dentist last time, he said, they always say it. They, they go, oh, your teeth are really good. You've got good, strong teeth. Do you grind your teeth? And I said, I'm not sure. He says, do you, because it looks like you're wearing them away. Basically, he's, he's sort of described my teeth as like a coastal erosion. Yeah, You know, like is. a cliff. Yeah. With a, eventually, yeah. it's going to disappear yeah. and, and, yeah. and then I'll have nothing and yeah. I'll be having food for a straw. Well, you won't be able to bite, no, will you? They just get more sensitive. Oh. But what he said to me was, he said, um, are you grinding your teeth in your yeah. sleep? Yeah. And I thought, that's a weird question because I'm asleep. And then it's like, well, it's like, do you snore? I don't know. Don't I? But then it's like, it's like it, some it, people snore so loud that they wake themselves up. What I love, what I love is like, if he sort of said, you know, does your wife know you grind your teeth? I don't know. She's asleep as well. I think we're about two weeks away from him coming round. And yeah, having and having a, a look. Imagine him, you no, know, being in between us yeah, with a yeah, microphone, yeah. just going, yeah. Well, you did grind your teeth. Yeah, mate. and you snore, love. and you snore. Yeah, love. yeah. <laughs> and you got a cat who wakes you up at four. You went to the dentist recently, didn't you? Yeah. No, I didn't go. Yes, I did. Yes, I went to the dentist. Yeah. When? Yeah, about That's three weeks ago. Oh, and he right, said, okay. he said, you have strong. It was a, I don't know what language he is. What accent? I don't know what it was, but no. he said, you have strong teeth. Yeah, lovely, very good. Lovely, strong, beautiful teeth. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> strong jaw, like bull. Speaking of dreams. Go on. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this now. I'm going to say this the most uh, clean way I can. Go on. Gemma had a naughty dream the other night, right? And she had a naughty <laughs> dream, right? And the best thing was... Go on. You you said to me, I had a naughty dream last night. I went, all right, yeah. And she went, and this time you were in it. <laughs> no, I didn't say this time. But you said... I, no, I said, you... Was about you, and then you said to me, "Allah." And I think that's pretty good. It is after twenty odd years. Twenty five years. I thought I, I, thought I wouldn't even year. be in it. I thought I'd be in like I wouldn't even be an extra. No, I thought I'd be on like not even yeah. the credits. Yeah. You know, when you get right down yeah. to the bottom, when he goes yeah. XMXN yeah. and then there's the barcode. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't even be there. No, but I am. Well, the thing is, sometimes it can be just like a faceless person, mm. and by faceless, I mean they have got a face, <laughs> but they're just you know a random creative, Michael Myers or something. Yeah. But I think that's pretty it good is. Well, then you said to me, you said to me, we need to capitalise it because if we wait all day, you'll yeah. have more chance to annoy me. Yeah, you're not annoying in my dreams. <laughs> yeah. So that's bas- probably what the attraction is. So basically, I can't, I, I bet I don't speak, do I? I don't remember much conversation, no. <laughs> I, I don't admittedly. talk about burners being No, I think on. what it was, when I say I had, it was like you were picking up your clothes off the floor, <laughs> hanging them up, I was like... Ooh, keep oh, talking. Well, it's like and a... then you put your toothbrush away and I was like, Oh, I love this guy. Yeah. And then you were like, um, what's the other thing you do that annoys me? You stack the dishwasher, right? I was like, Oh, this do you know, is beautiful. Do you know what I love though is that 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 you sort of I dream me yes. is more attractive yeah. than real yeah. me. Yeah. Now I think that's quite interesting. I'd like to know people out there who have had dreams about their partners. Because yeah. it has made me think. Go on how different are they in the dream? Are they any different? Yeah. Because there might be sort of aspects of the character you might want to change yeah, you about that person. Match, you, you can mix, you can and, mix match. and match. What happened to handkerchiefs? Your dad still uses them. Never. He does. Even I in bought the, him even for in Christmas po- in his Even stocking. in a post-COVID world? Yeah. Do you know what? And do you know what? Sometimes he offers them to the kids. Oh! Yeah, I'll wipe your schnozzy up. <laughs> my dad's not. My yeah. dad doesn't care about the pa- the panny D, does yeah, he? They're clean. He's just gone. Yeah, but they're not. Do you know what? I remember as a kid, just a fold, 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 fold pocket, up I, the sleeve. I can't bear the thought of it. If I'm honest. Fold, fold, fold. I, I buy Car- them do you know for what? Him. Do you know what? That is a typical Yorkshireman. Yeah. He won't even throw his own mucus away. I, I, I can't cope with it. Yeah, it is grim. But that there's not a market for them anymore, is it? Because it's there must I think, be. They're everywhere. I think a handkerchief is like having one of those reusable nappies, a towel nappy. Yeah, it's yeah, the same principle. Yeah, it is. You're taking waste product yeah. and going use that. It can't again. be that high. It. It's can't. But better for the environment. Yeah. Well, this is what we're saying. If you're talking about quiz Packham, Wackham, and Stackham, yeah, Michaela Strachan, yeah, they need to better then, for the old birds. They need to promote towel nappies and. Everyone and blowing the shoulders on you need a, a to get, handkerchiefs, you need to get a blowing the nose handkerchiefs. Yeah. Listen, Go on, then. the other thing I want to talk about. Oh yeah, the other thing I want to talk about is yeah. um, uh, spit it out. <laughs> 
I want to talk about um, the party gate, the, the Boris Johnson thing, <laughs> right? I've just noticed you always go, before you say something. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like I'm building up, I'm cleaning my just went, being I just want to talk about, just listen, do it again. <laughs> no wonder I have anxiety dreams. Oh my god! It's the day of Queen having Queenie having to mourn Prince Philip on mm. her own, double mm. masked in a chapel, mm. and they're slamming wine down out of a fridge in Not a bring good. your own booze party. Not good. But the thing is, the Queen can't sack him. No. So that people don't realise that the Queenie can't sack him. She's no. just angry with him. Yeah. So she's like, and with Prince Andrew. How many votes of no confidence do we have to have before something can happen? Oh, I think it's for, for 45 or something. No, I think it's 75 or something. Does that have any weight? Yeah, because he, he has just... to go over a certain threshold, but it didn't. He got 35. So he was, he was close, but it didn't happen. Mm. But then the thing is, like, I did think about the Queen, right? Because I'm not particularly royalist, but she's like, I had a proper week of being a mum. Yeah, and she yeah. like a proper mum. Do you know what yeah. I mean? She's had to like she's had that thing. With, I bet she had to get Boris in and go. I'm really disappointed in you. Yeah, you know she probably had to have him there. In there. Like, I always think it's like the crown. Now I can't separate the two. I can't. And then like I'm having to deal with Andrew. To be Andrew honest, in his, my head, the Queen is Claire Foy. Mm. Yeah, I think they're, I'd they're be indivisible. If now. I met the Queen, I'd be like. But the thing is, though, it, she it, didn't look like Claire Foy. Imagine her having to tell Prince Andrew off. Like, you, I imagine having to go, I'm really, you know, apparently he blubbed as well. Who? Andrew? Yeah. Pathetic. Yeah, I know. He's Andrew Windsor now, which is sort of sounds like a guy who sells, like, rivets in Slough, isn't it? Andrew Windsor? Yeah, uh, you've got an appointment with Andrew Windsor. He'll be bringing along his range of new like rivets. sounds like sells... Windows so, or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like it's all double glazing selves. Have you met Andrew Windsor? He's top of the division in Slough. He's doing really well, shifting some units. Ooh. What? I've got a bit of gossip. What about? Somebody in our family. Is this related to yeah. what we're talking about? Yeah, somebody in our family, not yeah. going to name names. Please don't say went to Epstein Island. No. <laughs> no. This is Worked not the with somebody on the Britannia royal yacht he was on it for eight wow. years right mixed with all the royals is this a scoop Gemma? it's a scoop you should have a, you and, should have a, like a like and i don't know kid. if it was i don't know if it was because of a vow they take as part of being in the military mm. that they can't bad mouth yeah any royals yeah. i don't know i don't know how it works yeah but the one person he felt he he could speak about because he despised him so much was Wow. Andrew. I don't think he is well liked, was because he? Because he said he was arrogant yep. and just not very nice. The classism thing, we sort of, we it's the last remaining thing that no one seems to care about. Like, I, I, I don't, this what is... What do you mean? Because, like, we've got, running the country, just Etonian privileged people who were born to rule. Sense of confidence of mm. everything's going to be all right because if I don't work at politics, then my mate's daddy owns an investment bank. Mm. And it's like you, this idea that people have got that you can be anything. Yeah. Well, you, you can't, but you can if you've got connections. Yeah. I think we're all so busy living our lives and trying to just get through mm. that we just let them get on with it. Yeah. But we've put people in charge who know nothing about us, yeah. can't relate to us in any way. Yeah. And they're sort of like, it's like, it's like having a toddler and just like going, well, they're quiet. They'll just let... Yeah. And then you find out they've been drawing well, on the, the wallpaper. I think you in, know. One, in one hand... What do though, we expect? Yeah, but in one hand, we live in one of the most civilised... What's the word? One of the most civilised Democracies. Nations. Well, yeah, the most civilised democracy in the world. Yeah. You know, we, we live in a country that's safe. We have freedom. Um, and yet, on the other hand, like you say, there's still issues. It just I don't know how they're ever going to relate to us. I don't know who you have in there. But like, you, you, do you have in there know. instead? You have someone who's I normal, but that normal people don't want to be in politics, do no. they? Well, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I, it must be annoying as well, sort of sitting in your local constituency and then someone going, and, and the, you've still not sorted out the bins. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. mate, we've got a major terror alert coming. Yeah. I'm not bothered about your bins. I don't know. So it's quite a lot of, probably it's a tricky. lot of, like it's a not, It's not a job either. This is a link to, obviously, you're working with Sarah Milliken tonight. Yeah. 
and um, I saw Sarah Millican and Gary Delaney had been on, the, on wall. the wall. Yeah. And then I thought, hang on a minute, there's the wall, there's yeah. the wheel. It gets very angry at that wall, doesn't no, it? No, but the BBC... Oh, they they, ca- they call all of their game shows something that begins with W and it's just the, the wall, the wheel. And they are really good because I tried to watch the Ant and Deck new one mm. and I did turn it off because I was just like, I can't follow this. What's it called? The million, uh, Limitless something. Limitless, limitless yeah. win. So I've come up with some names that I think could be good um, game shows that begin with a were. Go on. So the, you could have The Wife, <laughs> The War... The war. The warehouse. The warehouse. These all sound The bleak. wave. People come and they have to surf on a wave. So you know what I thought? And then if they, what? I thought it was a different idea for that. The wave is Mexican where, wave. No, where you have to wave at a stranger. Yeah, and see if they wave back. See if they wave yes, back. Yes, that's brilliant in a car. Because sometimes I've, I've actually claimed, Do you know what? Have you ever claimed a wave of someone else's? Oh, loads They've of times. They've waved at someone behind yeah, you and gone, yeah, all right. Yeah, hate it. I've so, done that loads of times. So that's the, but the wave, okay? Yeah. Because if this is what works on the BBC, obviously it's a the plus a W word, the wheel, the wall. Because they are good game shows. I think they're dead good. I think there's another one you're missing out. The weather. You get so many contestants on. Yeah. What? The wanker. (laughs) There's hundreds of those. Yeah, you're on. The weather. Right. Contestants have to go out into different weather conditions. Yeah. Like a reporter. (laughs) Do you know what I would love to see? Primetime Saturday night, yeah. a family from yeah. Wigan yeah. in Kagul's, yeah. clinging onto fence panels, yeah. getting battered in 80 yeah. mile an hour yeah. winds, going, yeah. five That's more minutes it. and you yeah. get a yeah. £100,000. Yeah. There's yeah. dogs going, yeah. Yeah. cows going. Perfect. Okay, this one, the web. Mm-hmm. It's people who suffer with arachnophobia. Gemma, <laughs> this is that. They have to sit and have webs put on their face and spiders. And it's the one who can last the longest. Any more, Gemma? Because I think this the, is run its course. The wind. Right. The wind. Yeah. Um, it's just people in a wind tunnel. <laughs> the window. Gemma, these, you can't Again, keep going with these. It's a game show where you have to throw <laughs> things out of a window. Right. Oh. The wood. They go into a wood and something exciting happens there. <laughs> Please make this. This is the last one now. And the last this one, list is The tiring. winner. The winner. Right. But I think it's a good formula, don't you? Like the something, no, the were, no. the wall, the wheel. If this, if this was a pitch to the BBC, yeah. you'd have done three W's and you'd have But gone. I think obviously there's something going on in marketing here. They're just like, we can only have game shows where it's the were, the wheel, the wall. They've worked. So let's have something else with a W. Well, thank you for that insight, Gemma. I think with your kids... You know when they're going to give up on their hobbies. Yeah. Because it's the day after you buy them all the kit. No, exactly. The direct debit goes out. Yeah. And then, we've, oh. got, we've got the violin. We've got all the dance kit. It's only a matter of time before yeah. she turns her back on it. Well, they've got to try it though, haven't they? At the end of the day. Yeah. Well, I my motto is if she shows enthusiasm, we'll just let her try it. I think, I've thought about this a lot. I think these are the, this is the era up till the age of like 12. Yeah. They've got to try everything. Because I, we watched that programme the other night, that Michael uh, Martin Clunes, the going around the Pacific. Oh, I, yeah. And it's just like, whenever I see programmes like that, I always have regrets of not travelling. Oh, I mean, And not doing things. No, but that's what I'm saying about kids. You should try everything. Because you, you, as you get older, it gets harder it does to get take harder, a punt yeah. on things. Like, yeah. You know when you get bought those books, like A Thousand and One Places to yes. See Before You yes. Die? Yes. They make me angry. Don't yeah, buy me those. It's a thousand and it's one places and one you're pla- never going to get to. Thousand yeah. and one teasers. What also? A thousand and one amazing place you will you will never see. A yeah. thousand and one places other people are going to go to. Yeah. Unless the, I can't even take our two to a nature reserve without them getting annoyed about the walk. So there's no chance of me following a Sherpa up freaking no. the layers. That's the it? thing, isn't it? It's like. Yeah, when it's like a thousand and one destinations and when you watch these programmes, ultimately they're places that most people will never get to. But I suppose that's what makes them popular because you want to see stuff that you're never going to see. But it's just tormenting you, really. Well, maybe. Because do- are you going to watch a programme about a caravan park in Morecambe? I, I was going to say there needs to be a thousand and one realistic places to see. Actually, that'd be a really good programme. And I think Should we pitch that? Yeah, I think there'd be Me stuff like... Me and you, uh, going around the UK... Like... Colchester, just, Colchester Lidl. <laughs> what other places? No, but just places that you could actually go to because there are so many brilliant places in the UK where you could I, go. I'm, no, I'm sort of like 
tip, local tip. tip. And there's just a page on like the local tip, like a guy in a high vis like that. You meet him like a Sherpa. You put your arm around him. You point at the skip number the seven. Tip. I hate the tip. Then you have like a you have like a meal next, yeah. like a bit of pasta next yeah. to the next to the fluorescent. Tube. But you know, going back to climate change, should we all be going anywhere anyway? No. Well, I looked at Martin and I thought, yeah, he sat there in your aeroplane flying off to the Pacific. Mm. But should you be going there it, actually anyway? Do you know what, though? If someone offered me, if I ever God. get a chance to get offered like a travel log yeah, like that, you would. I'd snap the hand off. Because oh, I would. It's a dream job because you literally That's go. That's when I'm a hypocrite they, they I would sit, as well. They sit you on a plane, right? You yeah. get there, they go, right, you're meeting this guy. And he's a local man. He's going to take you bareback horse riding. And you go, brilliant. Horse riding. That's what he did. Like bareback horse riding is like amazing. And then yeah. he goes, and he's going to cook you something. He's yeah. going to meet his family. Yeah. And you go, amazing. And all you have to do is just go, it's just an incredible yeah. like, experience. It's, it's just When you see this, you really realise that the world is amazing. so vast. And, yeah. you know, family is the ties that bond them together. Yeah. Cut. Yeah. Okay. Martin, just point at this crab. Look at the size <laughs> of this crab. Are you... That's yeah, it's insane. a good gig. It's a good cool. gig, isn't it? Do you want some dinner? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's literally that. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, and then, it's a great gig. Would you like to go on an underwater vessel and point at sharks? Yeah. Yes, please. Look at this shark. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Brilliant. It's a dream job. It is a yeah. It is a dream job for me, that. Yeah. Because it literally, you just have to say things like, you know, even though we don't speak the same language, there's a bond, which is humanity. Yeah. Yeah. It's the ties yeah. that bind yeah. back on the plane. You're in London by Wednesday. I was listening to, what's that programme? Is it Death in Paradise or something? What? That that series on the BBC. Detective programme. Yeah, on the BBC that's set in the Caribbean, isn't it? Yeah, it it is the Caribbean. And I was listening to Ralph. It's it's Poirot in a warm climate. It's Columbo in the Caribbean, isn't it? Columbo in the Caribbean. (laughs) Just one more thing. Anyone got any Factor 50? Yeah, well, I think (laughs) I... It's just I'm sweating. I've got sweating balls out here. He never said that. I was listening to Ralph Little talk about it. Yeah, it is filmed in the Caribbean. And again, I was just like, we just want a bit of honesty here. Yeah. You're on to a great gig. Did he say that it was a great gig? He did say, you know, it's really hard work. Of course... I'm not complaining. And I thought, yeah. no, I bet you're not bloody complaining. It's a really hard... Because you're paid to go six months of the year, live in the ruddy Caribbean, having a great time. What, the best, what it essentially is, is the script of Midsummer Murders. Yeah. And you're in, in the, the Caribbean. Caribbean. I mean... I mean, that is like a dream. It's, That's it's a no-brainer, dream. isn't That's it? That's another dream job. Oh, my God. But it does... I always think, those about those travel log programmes, like yeah. that, a thousand and one places... Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're out. I'm going to pitch that. That's an idea now. That's under. We, well, no, we should be pitching to go somewhere abroad. No, but we're just going to we're going to put this as a. I've not been on holiday for no, years. No, because they won't have the budget, and no one cares who we are. So okay, what we right, do is fine. we do a thousand and one realistic places for that, parents. There you go. To, to okay, see. right. So tip. Tip. Uh, swimming baths. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, McDonald's drive-through. Drive-through. Um, I think it's a fantastic idea. Trampoline park. Trampoline park. Yeah. The park. The park. Uh, the park with a playground. The park without a playground. Yeah. Um, the cafe where the kids don't sit still and you annoy everybody in there. Pets at home. Pets at home. Hand car wash. That's the free zoo. Yeah. Um, hand car wash. Hand car wash. Um, There's loads of things. Oh, so many possibilities. Don't ever tell me you're bored. There's so much to do. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite good. Car boot sale. Or or a clothing shop where you can hide under the clothes. I just say, go, go kids, knock yourselves you out. Go and hide in them trousers. You know what? Have I a men- good time. I mentioned it the other week when my dad would sleep outside Reedman's. I yeah. used to go in with my yeah. mum. I rang your, oh, I rang your dad yesterday. I rang your mum and dad while I was waiting for Sophia while she was in gymnastics. And your dad said to me, why aren't you asleep? <laughs> Why aren't you asleep? Yeah, as in I'd got an opportunity to have a nap. See, he'd it's have taken brilliant. It. That shows exactly what the man yeah. is. His days yeah. are he built says, around naps. He says, why aren't you asleep? I says, I've obviously got too much time on my hands, Roy, because I should be asleep. You're right. Do you know, do you know what, though? I had, when I used to go to Reedham's with yeah. Rome, I had these little army figures. Yeah. And she would look at clothes. Yeah. This is in the... When I think about this now... Yeah. I think it was... There was a definite feel of yeah. safer environment for your kids back then. No, uh, not, uh, well, maybe I'm not it's sure just about that. my mum did. Rose tinted? Maybe, but I remember my mum looking at clothes and me being under a load of female clothes, yeah. like blouses and yeah. stuff and yeah. chemises in my eyes, yeah. with my little army figures yeah. playing underneath. Yeah, hiding. And I would collect. This is how sad, this is a sad memory. This is not, this is bleak. Yeah. You know the little square plastic things that yeah, used to go over tell the coat? The size, yeah, you, the size. Yeah. I would take them off. Yeah. And collect them. Yeah. And I would come out with pockets full of them. Yeah. 
And that was my Saturday. I was at, no, but it kept me quiet. People in Marks and Spencers, if you were in the Marks and Spencers in 1986, I apologize now, but you were buying 12s that were eights. Oh, hey, that's a good sport, isn't it? Swap them buggers around and see how many people you can fool. Bring them back. (gasps) I I can't believe it. Mind you, um, any retail assistant worth their salt will double check double the check. size with the customer before they purchase. But, but my mum was obviously too busy shopping. And, and imagine pulling that rack back. Yeah. Are you like out shopping? Yeah. You go, there's a child underneath yeah. Yeah. with army figures. Yeah. yeah. It's like the most But the thing is, when you're that size, when your head is the same size, your height is the same size as all them clothing, it is like you're in a labyrinth. It was amazing. It's like a maze. It's like, this is exciting. Because kids... You run off, and then two minutes later, your parents don't know where you are. It's terrifying. Well, this is why... Back to this thing about the Martin Clunes thing. Kids can make their own escapism like Mm, that. mm. That's what you lose as an adult, yeah. which is why we have to go travelling. Yeah. Because we can't We can't hide in the closing Marks and Spencer. I mean, you can, but they'll They'll, they'll cart you off, out. love. Yeah, they'll cart you so, off. And I remember, the only thing that kept me going was yeah. that my mum would say, at five o'clock, you can go to the sweet shop. And in the... Do you remember indoor markets? Yeah. They still There's exist. There's one in Nottingham. I always remember. Can I, can I tell you the whole experience of Wakefield Indoor Market? Go on. In... Freezing, yeah. too busy, yeah. smell of fish, yeah. smell of cheese, yeah. sweets. Yeah. That's my whole... Yeah. I remember that memory. Walk. Fish on this arm, big fish, yeah. stinks of cheese, yeah. very cold, nana, nanas, 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 yeah. massive sweet shop. Yeah. Yeah. Right at the top, a uh, music shop with vinyl. That's all I remember. Yeah. And I remember the sweet shop thing. I even remember the bloke, what he looked like. And at the end of it, that was my reward for sitting under clothes for two hours while my mum diddled about. And then my mum would go, you can have a 40p mix-up, which was too many sweets for yeah. a kid. And I'd plough through them, get home, A-team on, magical days. Magical. And I honestly don't think I've ever been happier. No. I mean, I've been happy with our kids. It's rumour, But that, for me, yeah. because you happy feel like days. you worked for the sweets. Yeah. Because I'd endured boiling hot Reedmans. Yeah. Nanas everywhere. Yeah. Hiding under clothes. Bag of sweets as a reward. Gorgeous, gorgeous days. days. I'm going to do it next week. Thank you for everyone who's got in touch. You know, I do appreciate it. Yeah, because this this one did stick with me because um, it was from a lady called Jane Burslem. Burslem, which is a place in Stoke-on-Trent. I wonder wonder if she's the mayoress of Burslem. It doesn't say where she's from. Give us the synopsis of what they did. It was really nice. And obviously we were asking people, what do you do on a Sunday morning? And she was saying that she was waiting for the delivery of a new washing machine. And I just Mm. thought, it is so exciting. Is it? Yeah. Of course it is. I get so excited about stuff like that. If you're getting a new washer, a new fridge, a new iron, obviously, mm. you know, throwaway society, we're not saying, you know, promoting that, but obviously if something breaks, but you get something that's better and it does the job better. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Like a new Hoover. And I must admit, my friend has got a handheld Dyson yeah. for the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, I want one. I've seen her. She zaps around. Are you jealous of it? Yeah. It, she is said, she purposely putting crumbs out just so she can use it? No, but it? she said it's so handy because you don't have to get the full hoover out. It just clicks onto the wall, charges, and then you just, you know, if there's a little spillage, zap, 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 zap. Do you know what it is? Brilliant. It's the pressure washer thing of it looking like a gun. I reckon if, yeah. you, if you got that charge fully charged, yeah. you'd be knocking on the doors of the street saying, can I give, can anything I can hoover? Well, I think rounds, you do probably cats, hoover more than you would hoovering because it's so easy. Yeah. So I was, I was like, up for that. But yeah, she was waiting for a washing machine to be delivered seven till seven. They never give you a specific That is time, such a massive window. I know. And at no point in that 12-hour period can no. you go to the toilet. No. Because that's no. the point they'll come. And Jane did pick up on the fact that when we said, like, generally only people with kids, without kids go back to bed to listen to a podcast or read, yeah. or she said her children are a bit older now. So she's getting to that stage where... You know, they can kind of look after themselves in the morning well, so you can sort of chill a bit. The thing is, um, we, we thought that we thought one week we were in bed. Uh, it was a Sunday. It, rare, it was about half nine. It was a very rare lying. Yeah. And we were like, and I, I said to you, oh, the, the children are occupied downstairs. Yeah. And Olivia had got yeah. Sophia some breakfast and stuff. And we were like, oh, that's lovely. And then it dawned on us, no, it's not lovely. It's neglect. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> neglect. I think if you're yeah. a parent, you have to yeah. just go, we're going to neglect the safe. Yeah. There's no gas burners on. Yeah. Well, luckily. Yeah. So we're going to neglect them for 10 minutes before Sunday brunch. Yeah. Well, you do get to that stage where, oh, it's just so nice to be able to, because it's such a distant memory of mm. being able to 
be a manage your own time basically because you're not on your time you're on their time aren't mm. you mm. it's dictated by what they need and what you know as soon as the oh. first shout of mummy or daddy yeah. can i have yeah. some cereal yeah you're done then yeah you're, you're literally on a system of it's yeah. like being in his kitchen waiting yeah. for covers to come in table I, yeah. 15 yeah pigeon well i often and say cafe's shut now just put post it otherwise they just keep asking it's just relentless. it never ends i don't think sophia is ever full I think it just keeps going through a system. Yeah, I think by the time it's processed and, and burnt, you know, by the time she's eating it and... It's literally turning into a turd as she's eating. <laughs> it's like she's she's putting it in her mouth. Talking to turds, didn't she say to me, where do boys poo out of? And I was like... This is the eating. I says, they poo out of their bottoms. <gasps> I thought they pooed out their willies. I was like, oh my do you know God. What? Do you know what? If they did, yeah. that would be incredible. It'd be like those... It'd come out you know extruded. The, it's like well, a river. It's like making when, a sausage. Well, you know on the beach when extruded. them cuttlefish... Is it cuttlefish, the ones in them shells that come up and it leaves like a little mound cuttlefish. of... Cuttlefish. Oh, the little... Th- shrimp. It's not a shrimp, is it? What's, what's I don't the, know. I don't know what they're called. You, know the, you see them on the beach. Yeah, it's not... A, what is it? I don't know, Gemma, but this is oh. a bad analogy. But you know, there's like a little worm of sand on top. I think she was imagining some sort of like... Secret thing. Strange... I mean, but I, I think literally sometimes she'll be eating a dinner yeah. and go, I'm hungry. Yeah. What else can I have? Like you, no, you've literally, literally eaten your literally dinner. It's literally 10 minutes later she'll say, I'm hungry again. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you actually kidding me? Sometimes though when I'm eating my dinner, I will yeah. say what's for dinner tomorrow. Yeah. As I know, I'm you eating, do, you do. As I'm in the meal. Yeah, I know. You've done that. <laughs> so I know where she Or we're having lunch and you go, what's for tea? And I'm like, can we just finish this meal so, first? So who was that then? That was Jane Burns. So she'll be using her new washer now. Well, well done. let's hope it's all, mm. all gone well. Yeah. Bless her. Jane Burslem. If I know Jane Burslem, yeah. like I know Jane Burslem, <laughs> she's a woman who could plumb in a washing machine. Well, maybe she can. It's I not, think she's done it single Not that hard. hard. You plug Anyone can plumb in a washing machine. I, I don't know how to do it, but in. I think I can't know how to Cold do it. Cold feed. I'm useless. Hot feed. But I reckon Jane Burslem's plumbed it in. Well, anyway, it's very nice of her to send an email and she says she's enjoying the podcast and I'm very glad. Yeah. I mean, is she going to insure it though? Because as soon as you get that new appliance, they're coming in, the letters start coming then, like the mafia, don't yeah. they? Do you want to insure it? Because if it goes wrong, that's it. We can't repair it. You're that, yawning. Yeah, sorry. Podcast, that's what they make you feel like, though, isn't it? That you've got. Oh. Well, that's the nature. They of give you one day. The what if? They give the you what if? They give you one day to enjoy it, and then they go register for your guarantee because if it goes yeah. wrong, you're on your own. You'll oh, be back that's to a, a hideous voice. You'll be back to a mangle like in the 1920s. You mm. absolute peasant. I tell you what, I'd miss my washer if I didn't have it. <sighs> That bloody washing we get through is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, and yeah, just to thank everybody, we've had so many messages. So lovely, I'm so glad. So many messages saying thanks a lot. We've enjoyed it, and because you never know, do you? You don't know. You're just speaking to the ether. Just talking a load of old tosh nonsense. But me and Jane did agree that you know it is like having. it's like having a friend, isn't it? Talking to oh, you. It's Jenna. nice. It's, it's nice. like having a friend. Oh, get lost. Right, go voice. on then. What are you going to say? Don't listen. I'm go going on. to edit this anyway. Don't edit that bit out. Right. Right, you ready for me to uncall song? Yeah, go for it. What do you think of if I say the word to your sonians? I've heard this story. Go on. It was on the radio. Anthony Worrell Thompson. Do you remember yeah. Anthony Worrell Thompson? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Looks yeah. a little bit like a, a goblin. Yeah. But always yeah. Seemed, it was always on uh, Ready Steady Cook, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I still love Ready Steady Cook. Yeah. So what is it then? Sunions. It's onions that don't make you cry. Tearless onions. Tearless. Dunk or sunk. I think it's ridiculous. So I'm saying sunk. Well, do you know what the, the other reason why they're saying sunk? Go on. No flavour. Because the acidity is what gives it the flavour. Yeah, I'm just thinking, is this really what we are pouring our science into? Imagine that. Making onions that don't make you cry. I mean, it's no wonder. Sake, unless it is your actual job in a kitchen, yeah. in an Indian kitchen, let's just say for an Indian restaurant where obviously they must use an awful lot of onions in their recipes, and that is your job, cutting onions. I am so sorry. I am sorry for your pain. But other than that, how big an issue is it that you have a few little teardrops because you've cut a blooming onion up? Well, we don't want any inconvenience now. It's, 
it's bonkers. It's literally, do you know what the thing is, though? I love the idea that there's like scientists yeah. who are all on a WhatsApp group yeah. and they're like, what you do, Dave? What, what are you doing? Well, I was part of the vaccine, the Oxford vaccine, yeah. which has changed the world and got us out of this yeah. global pandemic. Yeah. What about you? I'm working on brain surgery. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm advancing the human race. Yeah. We've got to, oh, it's amazing now. We've been able to stimulate nerve endings yeah. in brains yeah. that we couldn't do before. Yeah. What about you? Sunions, mate. Sunions. I've done four years on onions. Well, they'd be better off spending, putting their energies into solving eczema. Mm. Honest to <laughs> I love God. you pick that. It yeah. is quite a miserable thing. Isn't it is. It's a miserable Do you remember disease. when I got referred to eczema treatment? Yeah. And yeah. I went into this world Light of therapy. treatments. It was like a spa day for bad skin. <laughs> so we got in there and yeah. then I had various things. I had the tar. Because I came in there and the woman turned a corner completely covered in tar. I thought it was like, some sort of racial like a black slur. Coloured, it was awful. Yeah, black thick tar. Yeah, tar. And yeah. she was covered I've head heard to toe. Of that before. And, it, and it's yeah. like and it really gloopy. Like a mud mask for your whole body. A mud mask for your whole body. And it so must have been lovely and cool. It smelled like someone had tarmacked yeah, a road charcoal. Mm. And then they said to me, "Right, you're on eczema, so mm. you're going to have a light therapy." Yeah. And I went in. I took everything off. I had yeah. to wear some little John Lennon goggles. Yeah. And then they said, "Have you got a sock?" I said, to why? To put over you. Yeah, put over your little man. Because if you get some proper sun's yeah. rays on your little man, yeah. we can't be responsible. No. I was like, I've had kids, I don't need any more. No. She was like, yeah, but it'll burn it burn it off, mate. Yeah. Like, you ain't got enough to lose. Yeah. So yeah. I put, I was stood there in the mirror. Yeah. Little John Lennon glasses on. With the old tattoo Little sock. sock. Do you know when they, they used to have them hostages in, yeah. in, in, in the uh, Abu, Abu Ghraib? Yeah. Or like, yeah. When, like yeah. The, the, yeah. the prisoners. <laughs> it looked like a little prisoner. Like it was all bleak yeah. and sad. In, the terms of hood. Sock, in terms of sock, are we talking a Christmas stocking, no, no. a football sock? No, worse. Those <laughs> trainer <laughs> socks. <laughs> It was like a little trainer sock. It was like a little trainer sock, a little hostage, a little bleak hostage. And he was all sad. And he was all sad. And then the thing was, the woman came in and then had to set the machine off. Mm. And I reckon she looked at me at one point and went, oh, it was so bleak. And uh, yeah, so he had to, I had that. None of it worked. Got on those tablets, cyclosporin. Do you remember that? Stop the eczema. Immunosuppressant. Immunosuppressant. Made me have to have my kidney function checked. I'd have blood taken. Yeah. But the point I was was saying was... that's Eczema's miserable. Eczema's miserable. Sort that out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what was Sonian's dunk? Dunk. Sunk. Sunk. We don't even know our own features. (laughs) Um, A woman (laughs) has lived with a forgotten surgical scissors in her abdomen for 20 years. Jesus. She's a Bangladeshi woman who has had constant pain in her abdomen. Shocked she'd had surgical scissors forgotten in her body after an operation. The 55-year-old had been living with constant abdominal pain ever since undergoing a gallstone operation in 2002. She was discharged from the clinic with a prescription. A couple of days later, she started experiencing pain in her stomach. She went back to the clinic. They dismissed her concerns and then they found it on an x-ray. You'd have there. thought they'd have x-rayed before 20 years had elapsed. It's a long time, isn't it, to have some surgery. I think I'd have kept on. That's like Wouldn't taking you? your car into the garage and leave a spanner under the bonnet. I think, yeah, I think I'd have said, I insist on an, an not right something, here. a scan or summit, after even a couple of months of continual pain, surely. Have you ever had anything left in your body? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I haven't. You're not Nothing? No, what sort of a question's that? Have you? No, foreign objects. I have. What? When I put the pen top in my ear. Oh, you idiot. Do you remember yeah. that? Yes, in I do. In the middle of lockdown. Yes, I do. My mum went to school with a girl who swallowed a safety pin. <gasps> did they get it out? No. That's like a game of operation, trying to get that I out. don't think they did. You just left it? Well, I don't know. Jesus. I, I need to ask her. I don't know what happened. I... My brother swallowed a marble. Ooh. That's not good, is it? Fre- that could have blocked his windpipe. Friend, I, uh, someone I met on a stag do, yeah. Duncan Oakley stag do. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm sure I've not dreamt this. Go on. It was that, no, it was, I think I've mixed my memories up there. What? It might have been someone I used to play five a side with. Yeah. Genuinely true story. Go on. He'd been, he'd been going to, he'd gone to the doctors. He'd had pain in his like sinuses yeah. for years, yeah. right? He was in his forties, yeah. pain in his sinuses. He was yeah. like, he tried everything. They yeah. did like, um, He'd, he'd all the nasal sprays, yeah. he'd been on antibiotics, yeah. done all this stuff. He had really bad halitosis as well 
for years. And uh, they were like... I hate that. But they were like, oh, it's sinus infection. Yeah, yeah. He was like, but why does it keep getting infected, yeah. right? Couldn't find out what it was. He said, right. something's not right. Eventually, they x-rayed all that area because they were so... Do you know what it was? It was a cocktail stick. Why? Lodged in his nose why? canal. Why? Because he was drunk when he was 18, 19 years old, yeah. messing about. Yeah. Someone had dared him to put one up his nose. Yeah. He'd whacked it up his <gasps> hooter, got hammered, forgotten about it, literally forgotten about it, and left it for years, decades. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. It's true. Do you know why it's true? Why? Because they operated, they got it out, and it was a cocktail stick, but loads of crap had grown round it. So it looked like um, like something on a shipwreck. Yeah, like that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. And he showed me the photo on his phone. That's minging. And he said everything solved. Bad breath went. Sinus That's problem horrible. went. Stuck it up idiot. his nose, drunk. What an idiot! If that ain't an advert for not drinking, binge drinking, I don't know what. Well, it is. Well, it's, it's advert for not drinking S- in a tapas bar next to a cocktail stick. You sure? Oh, that's just awful. Yeah, eating olives and drinking. Up his old snores. Oh, that is so. Just there you gross. go. But yeah, it just it just reminded me of that. But if you've had anything in that you've had to have removed, right in it must be mainly for kids' ears, noses. ears, noses, kids all the time, it, ears, noses. Then when you get to adulthood, bottoms, yeah, I was going to say men always know. up the boat. Bu- oh, men, loads of men, all the time. What up the old chalk? I don't know why they do it. I think the risk of being in hospital in A and E outweighs any pleasure. Yeah. You can't be going in there. No, no. People know you. All right, Scott, what are you in for? Fell. I fell. Terrible. I fell in the garage. Grim. I had, obviously, the pen top was in lockdown. Yeah. And I was itching my ear. That is... Came off at the end. I mean... Aside and I from the fact that you got something stuck in your ear, let's just address the fact that that is minging using a pen to scratch your ear. It was very intense, though. I know, I know. And what, do you know what? Do you know what annoys me about the people who make cotton buds? Do not insert these in your ears. Stop making it the perfect thing to put in an ear. What are they for anyway? If they're not, to they're put for in your makeup ear? and stuff. But everyone is sticking them in their ears. Of course they are. You used to have a mate who used to go in and go. Yeah, yeah, And it's so satisfying when it comes out. Because I, I, when I got that pen top stuck in my ear, yeah. I ran to the window and banged on the window because yeah. you were doing a Zoom class yeah, for was. toddlers. Yeah. And I said, I've got a pen stuck. You were panicked, And you had you? to say, I'm so sorry about that. My 42-year-old husband has a pen top stuck, stuck in, in his, his ear. ear. And, and I thought I was going to have to go It to wasn't my... the top, though, was it? It was that little bung the at bung the end. The bung at the end. And then I rang, I rang our doctors and they said, you're going to have to go to A&E. And I was like, I'm not doing that. We're in the middle of a pandemic. It was, yeah. it was bad as well yeah. at the time. So I literally got those... Your long tweezers. long tweezers and I went for it and it came out with a oh god satisfying though yeah kind of worth doing it again for yeah. the satisfaction no don't but but yeah do not do that. let us know if you've ever had anything surgically removed there must be some that statistically there'll be someone probably yeah probably why is it you use small things to do jobs <laughs> You know what I'm I know what say. you I know what you're on about. Right. So Gemma was cooking a curry the other day. It was very lovely, very nice of her to do that. Using the tiniest pan. Like, <laughs> I think it was like it's like a borrower omelette pan. No, it wasn't. It was about that it was big. A, it was it was the size of this it, pop shield. No, it was a one egg omelette pan. It's <laughs> just cooking chicken <laughs> no, for the family it curry. It was just in. to do the onions to brown them off before I put them into the pot. You were doing chicken in there. There was chicken in that pan. After I'd done the onions. Yeah, but I said to you, you could do it all in one big pan. And you were like, no. No, because I wanted the onions separate to the chicken because I blitzed the onions with the sauce. Right. The kids don't like to, they don't like, even though the onions are in there, they don't like to know they're in there. Jesus, this is heating custard, blitzing onions. Listen, but my point is, you like to use equipment that you shouldn't use for a job. And this is the same thing that when we got this house and you wanted to take the kitchen out, you I came home and you were knocking the kitchen out with... A ball pain hammer. <laughs> is it a ball pain? Yeah. What does ball pain? It's like pain a toffee mean? hammer. No, it wasn't. It was a tiny hammer. Yes, it and you're was. hitting yes. cup- cupboards. I know. Tippy tap. Well, no, it's just that I get on. a lump hammer on. I just get on with the job. But you get on with the job with the wrong kit. No, I well, whatever. 
But I'm the opposite to you. I'm the antidote to you because you use everything, every pan. It looks like hell. I had to boil sprouts in a wok once. You did? Yeah. (laughs) And that was ridiculous. Using everything. Absolutely But can I just say from now on, make it easy for yourself. No, but that was easy. It wasn't a problem. Well, I thank you for cooking because it was very nice, but it was ridiculously annoying watching you with the little pan. Can we just correct that? You made it sound like I never cook. I cook pretty much every night. Just trying to make myself sound less misogynistic. Exactly. <laughs> but yes, that's fine. I think I do a good curry. You do. You do a I think your curry is better than my curry. Yeah. yeah you does. do do a good curry. I mean, it looks like it's been cooked though. It's on the ceiling. Yeah, it's literally everywhere. <laughs> you are not a tidy cook. I find it very hard to keep. It's, ha- it's a representation of your brain. Tidy as you go. It's like, yeah, tidy as you go, mate. I just grind my teeth when I cook. Your cooking is like your chair in our bedroom. It's just hell. I think, it's just a mess. I think you've hit on something there. My, You're shambolic. If you could open my brain up, do you know what it would be? Like a, an unraveled jumper, just a wool yeah, yeah, everywhere, yeah. and you can't find yeah, the end. Yeah. And every day it just no, you know, You know one of them drawers that people have in their houses that's just got all the shit in it? It's yeah. just like got sellotape and pegs and a pen and a nail file and some shoe cleaner and um, a random receipt. And you know one of them drawers, the untidy drawers that you just bung stuff in? Yeah. Which incidentally we don't have. We do not have one of those drawers. Because well, I got rid of them all. Right. But your brain is like one of them drawers. There's just stuff from all, all sorts of places in the drawer. And it, there's no order to it. It's a microcosm for and all yet, of my... And then you all look, of it has its uses, mm-hmm. but it's just hell. That's how I live my life. My yeah. wallet's the same. Oh, your wallet is disgraceful. So what's wrong with me there? Uh, if Marie, I need a... Mar- Marie Kondo would look at me and go, Ooh, you're a lost a cause. You. you are. She'd have a feel down. But then I managed to produce something... Yeah. From that. You do. Mess. But Olivia is just like you. Oh, I've no. noted. I looked in her wardrobe the morning. Ooh. Yeah. I have She's to constantly tidy. Stuff in. Do you know what else I love about her? The way she just secretes tissue paper around the house, just for fun. Well, no, Ripped or, or wrappers and basically. Wrappers. No, but I've said to the her. Snoop Dogg in the bedroom. It's basically down to laziness. She is lazy. Because... Or, but what I said to her is, what you don't well, realise is, but can tidy I just say, people are all so lazy. You know, in my head... I feel lazy. I don't want to pick up the pants off the floor or the socks. I have to make myself do it because in my head, I have the thought process of of like, well, just like, let's take an example. Um, let's say I'm coming downstairs and I know the bins need emptying up there. Mm. And I just think, I can't be bothered. I'll do it later. And then I think, no, do it now. Why, why are you putting that off? Do it now. Mm. And then it's a job done. Mm. And I make myself do it. Mm. But what Liv does is she doesn't have that second thought. She'll just go, I'll do it later. I can't be bothered. And all of us can't be bothered. All of us can't be bothered. I think though... Really tidy people can't be bothered, but they make themselves do it. That's my argument. I think though she's got that weird combination that I've got, which is conscientious and lazy. Yeah. Not not lazy. I suppose I'm not lazy with my work. No, you're not. Yeah, you're not. I'm obsessive with my work, but I'm obsessed. I'm like a mad scientist. Yeah. You know, like the, like the, everything around me is mental. Yeah. yeah. But what's put out there is well, somebody would care say over it. Yeah. What well, somebody would say is that just it's just a d- different priorities, and and who's to say which one is right and which one's wrong? Mm. Like some people who live perhaps in slightly more untidy houses, what's to say that's wrong? It's just that they don't put an importance on things that you potentially do put an importance on. Like for me, plumped cushions on a sofa and they're all at the right angles and all this. To somebody else, they're like, well, who gives a shit? Someone's going to sit on them. Who gives a shit what, which way your pillars are around? Because, you know, my children are happy, I'm happy, mm. and we're fed, we're clothed, da 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 Do you know what I mean? It's I like think there's a ball- the importance we put on things. There's a middle ground there. I there think is a middle you ground. can't live like you're in a show home where everything's like a no. museum. No. But equally, you can't live in somewhere where you can't find your own cat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, where things are just buried like a hoarder's house. But there is house. that saying, isn't the Tidy mind. Tidy, tidy house. No, tidy house, tidy mind. Yeah. And I do think in terms of mental health, yeah. 
probably even somebody who's not particularly tidy would say, I would like to be tidier, but I struggle to be tidier maybe. Well, do, you, do you remember do you when... You, I don't know. You used to... This is so... My room at uni was like a hamster's den. It was awful. And you would go in there sometimes and, and tidy you would tidy it, it for me. Yeah, because I'm I, Monica. I am Monica. When I came I in... I would happily get a bucket and a sponge. Well, I wouldn't happily... But, you know, if I saw something that needed tidying, yeah. even if it had nothing to do with me, do you know what I have to stop myself doing? Because now, right, because basically I work as a cover supervisor, so I'm going into different teachers' classrooms all the time. Yeah. And you come across a very wide array of desks and mm. classrooms. And I have to stop myself tidying. Because if they come back, if they're not particularly tidy on their desk, but for them... They'll know where everything is. Yeah. It's as they it's want it. It's their system. Because that's their system. You can't mess with their system. And I want everything at right angles, everything to be... It's like the side of your bed. Geometric, water next to the coaster. Mine looks like a fox's den. It's, it's awful. It's chaos. It's just a mess. And I'm just like, oh, I have to... It's like a... It's a compulsion. Yeah, it's you like, have to restrict yourself. Ooh, ooh, I want to tidy. Can I just say, though, thank you when you did that for me at uni and you used to come back from a lectures and it was tidy and organised mentally it was like having a little bit of a it was like having a cleaner it was having my brain washed my brain had been on a little holiday and i sat down i was like oh well it's like before this podcast i can see the death i came in from work this morning Mm. and i says to you i don't know how you can work with this i says i need the kitchen tidying i need everything put in away let me just before i start because i can't there's no way i can sit here relaxed if I know all that gubbins is going on in there. I don't want people to think that I do absolutely bugger all. No, you don't. You Like we said, you work very hard, but you're, you can live in quite a lot of disarray. Well, also as well as I... Remember... But yet you don't particularly like it. No. Like, if I've tidied it, you're glad it's tidy. Yeah. It's like our shame at the moment is in the loft. Oh, it's hideous. That is the shame of both of us. That is the that is the darkness it's of not Gemma's just shame, character. Though. No, but it's not just shame. It's it's because to me it's not it's not messy up there. It is there is an abundant mm. no I think if you walk around too, up there no. for ten minutes, it's like walking around yeah, the walls. Do you know zone. why it's it makes like you that? Feel Ill. It's because there's too much stuff. Yeah. And actually the process to make it better up there is to sort through and get rid of stuff. The problem is when you purge and get rid of stuff, you always get rid of stuff that people want. No, I don't agree with that. And it always, then you need it and no, it's gone. No, disagree. And I've got flashbacks of my dad purging out of his loft all the stuff I wish he'd kept. No, you need to get rid. I am ruthless. Mm. I am absolutely ruthless. So. We need to get rid. Need to skip and get rid. So yeah. where did that point start? The point started was, I think it's interesting. I'd like to know what people's characters are. Are you a tidy person? Are you a messy person? Or can you be both? Do you think there's gradations of it right in? Let us know. This started out as a storm in a teacup. Yeah. It's now started out as, it's ended yeah. up as therapy. Storm in the loft. Um, I think that's the pod, Gemma. Thanks very much. Um, what are you going to say? We need to plug the socials. Thanks for having us. Yeah. If you'd like to get in touch, please contact us on BW. Hang on. BWTBpod at gmail.com. She's got it right. And you can also find us on Twitter, BWTBpod. That's at BWTB Pod, and that's the same on Instagram. It is, yeah. Listen on Acast, on Apple Music, and now Spotify. Spotify. Uh, it's going out, and then uh, yeah. So we will see you next week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. No, we won't see them next week. What? They'll hear us. They'll next hear week. us next week. You silly boy. Have a lovely, lovely Sunday. Have a guys. lovely Sunday, everybody. Bye bye. Ta da. <laughs> Tune it